I'm Kevin Price. You're listening to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. A longtime regular in terms of commentator, uh, Daniel Cotter, he's going to be good doing an ongoing series with us of interviews uh, going forward, which we're really excited about. I love his I love his commentaries and articles over at the Price of Business Digital Network, and we've asked him recently to come on uh, regularly to do uh, actual interviews with me, and I'm, I, I think it's going to be exciting. Uh, as a lawyer who started out of college as an accountant and passed the CPA exam, Daniel Cotter tries to use that knowledge and business acumen to truly partner with legal clients. He also spent more than 16 years of his 27 years as a lawyer in-house. Clients want to have pragmatic, digestible, understandable information and advice, and that's what Daniel's all about. Uh, I'm telling you, in this world of uh, really reaction uh, rather than proaction, um, an attorney in the in the proaction area is crucial. He graduated with honors in accounting from Monmouth College and a law degree with honors from the John Marshall Law School. So we're glad to have him. You can learn more about him, of course, at howardandhoward.com. That's howardandhoward.com. Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price Your Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. When it comes to you and the law, if you're in business, you better be familiar with the law. And really, I'm an advocate of having someone in your corner, um, really like our guest this segment, more than just your attorney, more than just posturing in a defensive mode, but someone who's actually a strategic uh, ally to you and helping you in, in many aspects of your business. So you probably don't even think about because most attorneys market themselves as, as only fighting problems rather than preventing them. By the way, there's more money in fighting problems, and that's one of the reasons why. I don't want to be cynical, uh, but uh, I know that's why. And so uh, I feel right because I know how um, free markets work and profits work, which I'm a fan of all of uh, we as consumers need to be really smart. That's why I like Daniel Carter. He, Carter, he is a real champion of helping people have a more strategic view of their attorney. And uh, he's had a series with us. He's had for a long time what I, I really call the Trusted Advisor Series. And, uh, uh, and that's what we call it here in the Price of Business Digital Network. Daniel, love what you do and uh, glad to have you on the program. I'm going to talk a little bit about the FTC, and I really love this topic because, and I've had several interviews in this space, but so often they're from a macro, uh, macro perspective, and really I love the fact that we'll take a look at it as uh, what you need to know as an individual and why you need to be able to consult a trusted advisor in this space because this current FTC chairperson, she is – off the chart, kind of wacky, to be perfectly honest with you. That's not the uh, professional or legal term. Uh, but this person has, I, I think she's 34 years old, yet she's regulating the biggest companies in the country and doing it in a sense where there's really very little law to support it, all of which, though, even though it may turn out in the favor of the businesses in the long run, uh, in the short run, it's going to be, it already is, mayhem. No, that's absolutely right, and... Uh... The, the Federal Trade Commission, as you mentioned, is uh, you know it's an agency of the the, the executive. Uh, there, there's uh, not not time enough on this show, but th- th- there's you know uh, cases before the Supreme Court this year about the delegation authority and the Chevron doctrine. But 
in any event, you're absolutely right. This this uh, Federal Trade Commission has been ex absolutely aggressive, uh, and in two areas, but especially in the area of antitrust. And as as you mentioned, uh, you know, Amazon and and uh, has been sued by the FTC. Uh, they have claimed that the fulfillment by Amazon, uh, that the way it's set up and and requires folks to become an Amazon Prime member and do all these things, that uh, that it's anti-competitive, that it violates uh, antitrust laws in the United States. I saw uh, earlier this week, Kevin. There's there was also another uh, less notice suit. It was against an anesthesia roll-up, and roll-ups are are, are uh, venture capital and 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 uh, individuals and, and businesses buy up a, 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 a lot of things in one area and this was the uh, anesthesia business and, and the FTC filed a lawsuit earlier this week uh, against them saying that Texans pay considerably more for hospital only anesthesia services uh, it's the result of this uh, private equity firm that's doing this roll-ups conduct and as you said it's very aggressive it's uh, you know, the FTC, like many, uh, all the federal agencies, changes when uh, administrations change, and this is definitely one of the more aggressive uh, FTC uh, chair people in a long time, uh, especially on this antitrust and monopoly uh, situation. Amazon's responded to the lawsuit, and, and they said that uh, if this lawsuit is successful, it's going to lead to higher prices and slower deliveries for consumers, and it will hurt businesses uh, that you know, sell a lot of their product and, and services through uh, the Amazon platform. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've had Robert Moore Jr., the son of the uh, famous jurist on uh, a couple of times to talk about this. You know, and his father, uh, who is a brilliant legal mind, really created a paradigm uh, for interpreting monopoly and trust in a way that was extremely pro-consumer. And it became really the norm, and it seems like in recent years, particularly on the progressive side, we're against a very common-sense approach to uh, to trust. Yeah, no, I, th I think that's right, and uh, I, I think that, again, it's... Uh it's a, it's a challenge, right? Because we we live in a we live in a, a, a society and in a, in a situation where you know the the big, big groups like Amazon and, and and big box retailers and everything, right? It's just the convenience and everything and, and this balance of of uh, you know. And I think I think what's important here uh, is again for your listeners is that they're. Uh, according to the Amazon statement, there, there are half a million independent businesses that sell on Amazon uh, that have created one and a half million U.S. jobs. And so, you know, one of the concerns, I think, from the, from the small and mid-sized businesses, you know, that are not all going to be these huge uh, juggernauts, is, is to, uh, you know, figure out, you know, if the suit was were successful in the next couple of years, you know, how do they replicate that kind of exposure to people? Say, say you're in Omaha, Nebraska, or, or uh, downstate Illinois, or even in big cities, and you, you've now got a national presence because of a platform that allows you to easily fulfill orders. It's, uh, it's kind of mind-boggling when you think about it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and it's incredible the, uh, the the fact that there seems to be a pretty catastrophic disregard over the benefits it has to consumers. Um, our life is so much easier today, comparatively speaking, to 10 years ago. It's just unbelievable when it comes to getting things we want at much more competitive pricing. And uh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, all, you know, I think Sermon Sowell, one of my favorite uh, economists, said, that when you add layers, uh, be it work layers or cost layers or whatever, it impacts negatively the cost of the goods you're getting. That's certainly going to be the case with this lawsuit against Amazon. It's going to add layers of bureaucracy uh, and, and really undermine some of its efficiencies that have been affordable to others. And, you know, and I, I think when I hear, you know, what's, uh, really the only true monopolies that can, can exist uh, Daniel, our government created ones, right? Because they right. can create protections against uh, competition. You know, we live in a time where, where billionaires aren't that unusual, and uh, they can build a competitor to go into any space they want to. So they're ultimately uh, forcing various companies like Amazon, which is not perfect, but they're incredibly efficient, to remain efficient and to remain pro-consumer in order to make sure that an Elon Musk or one of the other you know, billionaires out there don't go, oh, they're vulnerable. I'm going to go after that space. The potential of, uh, of competition is the greatest protector, not government intervention. I agree. I agree. And that's, uh, that, and that's long been the case. And so we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, the, the – Antitrust uh, focus uh, really goes through spells in our in our nation's history for sure. Teddy Roosevelt uh, was was a big uh, trust buster, and then we kind of uh, went to a peak, and then uh, we we got to President Reagan and and and, and, and uh, uh, different views, and then you know uh, it's been relatively quiet the last several years. But like you said, like we've talked about. Uh, you know, the, this this FTC chair is definitely uh, got a major focus on the antitrust, and, and the other, you know, the other area we should briefly mention that's uh, I think also uh, been steady or increased in, in this administration is there's Section Five of the FTC Act that allows for the FTC to go after unfair and deceptive trade practices. Uh, they do a lot in privacy, but they do a lot in a, a lot of other arenas too, and so. For, for businesses, you know, you need to navigate and figure out uh, the things you're saying you're doing, the, the conduct you conduct is not being unfair or deceptive. Uh, you need to work with your trusted advisor to make sure that happens because, again, those are uh, major uh, investigations by the FTC. And what happens in those cases is that they spend a, a five-year, uh, not five-year, 20 years in a consent decree uh, making sure that uh, they they have oversight, which again, nobody wants uh, government employees uh, in their uh, business for 20 years or for any period of time. Yeah, absolutely. This, this is what makes other countries look more attractive, uh, frankly. And now more than ever, those companies can make those moves. And I think, you know, Still hasn't quite figured that out yet. All right, uh, Daniel Cotta, he's a regular here on The Price of Business. Love the work you're doing in this Trusted Advisor series. Give your website one more time, and we'll wrap it up. Howardandhoward.com. 
make sure you check that out. Thanks so much, Dan. Always look forward to our next chat. I'm Kevin Price. This is the Price of Business. <laughs>